Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WISP Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ben LaPerry, Assistant Vice President of Resource Development for Alliant Energy. Ben, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Alex. So we're going to be talking today about some of Alliant Energy's work in the clean energy space. And I'd like to start with kind of the 10,000-foot view with the company's clean energy blueprint. Can you kind of go over what this plan entails and how Alon Energy is looking to achieve some of the goals there? Yeah, happy to. So the Clean Energy Blueprint is really our roadmap. Uh, it's intended to accelerate Alliant Energy's transition to renewable energy, something that's become especially important as we work to sustain the economic and environmental health of the communities that we serve. Clean Energy has become more cost-effective and delivers uh, critical economic and environmental as well as financial benefits uh, to the customers and communities uh, that we operate in. Investing in solar energy means reducing our long-term reliance on coal power generation as we work towards achieving our carbon reduction goals and delivering cleaner, uh, more cost-effective energy. Alliant Energy is committed to eliminating all coal out of our generation fleet by 2040. Excellent. So that gets the timeline. And then when was this plan set in place and can you talk a little about the progress that's been made so far? Yeah, absolutely. So we would have rolled out the clean energy blueprint uh, in 2019 uh, into 2020, as we first started making filings with the commission and meeting with our uh, number of stakeholder groups to foreshadow you know, what we saw for the future of uh, the resource mix. And we certainly uh, have been committed to renewables uh, for quite a while. Uh, we are the third largest owner operator of wind uh, nationally by a regulated utility. And the solar portfolio that we've had in front of the commission is really an evolution of that renewables commitment. Uh, and so the clean energy blueprint is more encompassing than just any one type of renewable uh, or you know, not just a focus on generation, it's also a focus on the reliability uh, that's necessary for the grid uh, as you shift to uh, non-dispatchable resources uh, that requires different planning, uh, different strategy, diversification around resources. Uh, so the clean energy blueprint will be evolving, um, but certainly established, we think an important framework uh, for everyone to understand the direction that their company is going. So we're very pleased with the commission's uh, approval of 12 projects. Uh, These are all solar projects located across Wisconsin. And we have just recently brought one of those projects online. And we have three more that we're expecting to bring online later this year. And then that would leave eight additional projects that are in various degrees of construction. And we expect most of those to be completed by the end of 23 uh, with the potential for uh, some of the projects to be completed in early 24. Gotcha. Okay. That's a lot of activity. And um, 
as you're saying, that's the direction the company is going. It seems like that's the direction that a lot of utility companies are going nowadays for some of the reasons you outlined already for the cost effectiveness of some renewable energy resources and factors like that. I, I understand that the Bear Creek solar project was recently completed. Can we discuss that and kind of how that fits into the uh, broader goals of the company? Absolutely. So it's always special uh, when you bring you know, your first uh, forward and Bear Creek is that uh, for our large scale uh, solar portfolio. It's a 50 megawatt project and uh, we had a very constructive relationship uh, with the community, uh, which is a pillar you know, for any project that we're advancing. Uh, we had a, a very well executed project, uh, met our high standards for safety and we see it as a project that's going to be contributing you know, meaningful uh, solar energy to the western part of Wisconsin. And then that'll be in combination with the other 11 projects that are scattered uh, in and around uh, over 400 communities that we serve in Wisconsin. Uh, and really, this is just, you know, the initial uh, kind of tranche of uh, renewable projects that are intended to in part replace some of the coal-fired facilities that we've referenced uh, will be retired, as well as the continued needs uh, that we have for our customers uh, as new economic development drives you know, more business opportunities throughout the state that we intend to help be a catalyst for. Yeah, certainly. And um, you know, something related, throughout this summer, we've been hearing a lot across many different industries about supply chain disruptions and how some of that has been impacting large projects. And I, I do understand that some components of uh, solar panels come from the Asian markets. Ha have some of this disruption thrown a wrench into any of the plans and projects that Alliant has been a part of or any other impacts you might wanna mention? Without a doubt, uh, it seems uh, no one has been able to uh, completely insulate themselves from, from the supply chain disruption, whether you're talking about just normal consumer products or you're talking about more industrial utility uh, type material and equipment. Uh, so I won't maybe bore you with the specifics, but we've been uh, impacted in a meaningful way. Uh, it's really, the, the team's done an exceptional job of evaluating uh, risks, uh, establishing partnerships, uh, reevaluating uh, transportation routes and the ability to, you know, navigate what goes well beyond, you know, just can we get a material or a commodity, you know, from point A to point B. Uh, there's there's a lot of other considerations um, that get layered on. Uh, there are tariff considerations uh, that are established at a federal uh, policy level um, that need to be evaluated uh, and de-risked. Um, through your supply chain. Uh, so it's not just about making sure that, you know, the entity that you're contracting with directly, you know, meets you know, all the standards and expectations that we might have. We've got to make sure that we have and understand, you know, second, third tier uh, suppliers that all support, you know, the goods and, and services that provide us with, with what we need uh, to build these projects. So this is while it's challenging, um, you know, I see it you know, really uh, helping us be able to 
uh, kind of build a proficiency uh, with our program and rely on new partners that expand our capabilities, uh, which only better position us for continued growth here in the years to come. Certainly. Glad to hear about how the company is responding to some of those pressures and challenges. And going forward, are there any other, um, any trends or, or significant changes in the industry that you might want to highlight um, for our listeners that they should be aware of before we wrap up here? Yeah, well, I'd love to. And what comes to mind first, I've mentioned, uh, you know, the interest of our, our customers and communities uh, and the expansion of our renewable portfolio. But, you know, we could really just focus on uh, some of our commercial and industrial customers, as well as some of the small businesses. And I'll just give you some examples of how that interest translates uh, to, you know, additional partnerships that we've found here over the last 18 to 24 months. I'll start with some of the, the smaller engagements, and these would be uh, those that chose to participate in our first community solar project. And that as a project that we refer to as being fully subscribed. So we make a certain amount of that project available um, to residential customers and small businesses. Uh, and we're very pleased. Uh, that's not often times that a utility puts out a product like that and you know has to wait and see you know how much uh, the customers are interested in, in actually uh, purchasing into the program. So we're, we're very excited about that and you'll see more of those community solar projects made available. Uh, that first one was in Fond du Lac and we expect, expect to uh, site another one of those projects elsewhere in Wisconsin to, to bring it to a different community. And then we also have a, a program that we've seen a lot of enthusiasm uh, from our uh, commercial and industrial customers around Wisconsin. And this is a program we call our customer hosted program where customers are able to uh, site solar projects or storage projects on unused land that they have uh, at their operations. Uh, and so that number is starting to grow exponentially, which we're very excited about. We've brought several of those projects online, uh, in particular in Sheboygan, both with the city of Sheboygan as well as with uh, Kohler. And then uh, just recently, we've established a contract with Mercury Marine. And that is a project we're very proud of. Uh, this takes you know, a long uh, kind of contracting process. Uh, these are larger commitments from uh, our customers. And so you know, these things take time. We of course want you know, them to be comfortable uh, with the financials and the overall contractual commitments that are involved in those. Uh, but that's gonna be a larger project, uh, again, in the Fond du Lac area uh, that we hope to bring online by the end of next year. All right. Excellent. Well, great to hear about some of those emerging projects and, and plans for the future, Ben. Um, it's been great speaking with you. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your insight on the WISP Business Podcast. Anytime. Thanks, Alex. You've been listening to WISP Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. 
Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.